Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Teach Better Today morning show where the Teach Better team has the opportunity to be a part of your morning every single morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. Katie, I've been told I talk too quickly and I think that may have been a moment when that happened. I will try and speak more slowly as we continue into the show. Are you singing now? Is this turning into a song? Wait, does it sound like I'm singing? Should I go Kind of sounds like a song, which I could do without that first thing in the morning. Good so. morning. Oh, happy, let's get to the commercial. Happy day. Happy day. Good morning, everyone. I hope you've had your coffee. You've been drinking water because we are here for the Teach Better Today morning show. Katie, do you think as educators, we're just programmed to be like boppy and trying to be excited in the morning because we have to do that to like rev up our kids every morning, like our students? No, I don't think every person has just me because I would be in the hallway being obnoxious in the morning. I don't know if you remember. I I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some people naturally like they're just like morning people or the energy of others builds them up. But I know some people that it's like first hour happens and then they start to wake up like once the coffee's mm-hmm. in, maybe they've had a breakfast or something. I know sometimes it like takes people a little bit and that's okay. You know, you do you and whatever. I would like to complain uh, starting off our morning. That I bought an off brand of what I have every morning for like like every, every single morning I make a cup of coffee and I eat, but not this one. I eat the nature Valley. Yeah, but I had that one. This one is Millville. Yeah. Yeah, It's the like Aldi. It tastes different. I'm just saying. This is me trying to save a buck or two. I mean, I don't see a difference in the taste, but do you eat them every morning? Well, honestly, because of how many meetings I sit in with you and you eat them, I've actually started buying them from Sam's Club, which is in bulk. That's what I need. I I usually buy 30. It comes with 30 at a time. So you're not. Yeah. It's like a big bulk. But I was like, oh, I should be responsible and shop like at Aldi rather than spending thousands of dollars on granola bars just groceries like fruit so much money and our, oh God, yeah. i mean shout out to all the schools in america who feed our children but like it, uh, the food over like when kids are home it's a lot oh yeah and i have been talking about this a ton if you are following me on instagram so i apologize but uh, i have this app i'm following that has like all these recipes i know you've been talking about it on the show but okay, I know, I know, but here's my point. It requires you to eat like fruit, for example, is like one of the major things you have to eat. But the fruit it wants you to eat is like blueberries. It's really hard to keep blueberries mm-hmm. good. Like I can't, I have to buy groceries, I feel like constantly versus yeah. just like one order, one big order every so often because trying to keep fresh fruit is challenging. 
Yeah, I do. I have those um, boxes that have like the, uh, they're like not mesh, maybe mesh, like inserts. So they're like a Tupperware box, but then there's like a slotted basket inside of it. It's like a produce basket. If you literally go to Amazon and you type in like produce basket Tupperware, that's what pops up. And I do find that has actually saved our produce because I refuse to go to the grocery store more than once a week. Sometimes I can make it almost two weeks. I literally like hate grocery shopping. I am an order pickup if I can, or yeah, like we just, we make it work. So I do not, I buy lots and lots of fruit and lots of veggies and I put them in those baskets and it helps. Okay. There's a thousand that came up. I literally just wrote produce and it came up automatically for me. Is this what you have? Like this kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. It is a huge, honestly, like it helps. It's, I really didn't want to buy into it, but I saw a lot of like people on Instagram and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try it. Bought a small sampler pack. Yep. And then I bought more and it, it does. It really does make a difference. And I also like, I'm a person that I will eat it if it's easy. So if it's already washed and prepped, I will snack on it. But if I have to like every time cut up things or, you know, prep things, I, it, they'll go bad. So I like that when I come home from the grocery store, I literally prep everything. I cut it, I wash them, and then I put them in those containers and then I'm good for the week. So there's your, there's your tip for you, right? Hubert? Yeah. Is this an ad? I feel like this is an ad. Hey, they're on sale right now. 10% off. Oh my gosh. Get it. I like kind of think I will. You can tell yeah. that our coffee is mediocrely kicking in because we're literally talking about produce and shopping live. I just, you. So good morning. Yeah. Welcome. I hope this is helpful. Okay, whatever. I think it's helpful. And I that's what I think is funny. Yeah. Um, Katie, how many alarms did you set this morning? I am one alarm and one snooze always wait so like i i only have one alarm ever set and i only snooze one time okay i just had like a minor anxiety attack because here's my issue what if what if you have your alarm go off and in your effort to snooze it you turn it off then you don't have the backup to wake you up when you forgot your snooze button. That has happened, but I think only like twice in my whole life. And here's why I don't need an extra alarm because my husband's alarm is set nine minutes after mine. So, so that's cheating. You can't be like, Oh, I only set one alarm, but I am sleeping next to somebody who makes sure like makes sure I get up. That's cheating. That's like having multiple alarms. I wanted to be clear. He will not make sure I get up. Like he, that has not been a thing. I just, am a, I, I hear his alarm, but it drives me crazy. Cause it's nine minutes afterwards. Like it's an odd number afterwards. It's not like 15 minutes or a half hour. How long is, how long is your snooze? I don't know. I don't have no idea. I think my snooze is eight minutes. That's why is I'm that like, what's a typical on Apple? I have no idea. Is that a thing you can look up? I don't know. Like what the typical snooze people in the comments are going to be telling us right now. Like, yes, please tell us always 12 minutes or something. Okay, What is, how many alarms do you have? I don't know that I feel comfortable. Like this is a safe space. For me to no, I, I want to know. I know I'm like, I'm a minority. Mine depends on what is going on. Like okay. if it's to get up for a live stream, 
I usually do three alarms okay. with the oh. assumption that I'm like getting up and turning them off. Like I don't want three right. alarms to go off, but I want three alarms in case the first two fail. What, how far apart are they? It's like 5 a.m., 5.15, So worst case scenario, you lose 26 minutes. If like yeah, you like, really hit, like you're like, I'm out. I'm Right. And okay. I really feel like it's the difference between like how prepared do I want to be for my day? Oh yeah. Please tell us we're not like crazy and that some mornings you wake up with the best of intentions. Like I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to like shower, wash my hair, do all the things, pack a good, healthy lunch, make a good breakfast. And then you're laying in bed and the first, maybe second alarm goes off and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go through Starbucks drive-thru. My hair's yeah. going to be in a ponytail. And I might just wear my school t-shirt today because that's where I'm at. Because this bed is way bigger priority than anything I said yesterday. And I'm going to buy either school lunch or order in. Yes. Because yes, sometimes you're just like in that thought, which I have learned. This is why I only need one alarm and one snooze is I have learned the days that I hit snooze multiple times. Like this morning I was dragging kids were up multiple times last night. And I, I feel worse when I like am in that in and out of sleep for a few minutes or half hour. I like almost am better if I, even though I'm so tired in the moment, if I sit up and like, just accept I'm getting up right now. I do feel like better. Like today I feel so tired. And I think it's because I kept hitting snooze like three or four times because I like I had some wiggle room. Here's my complaint that I still need to fix. If anybody can give me like life coaching in the comments, that'd be super helpful. I used to be in bed so much earlier than I am now because I'm in a household where like everyone stays up later like even the kids bedtime is at a time that like I would normally be like sitting in bed trying to like just chill from the day and like last night we were up till I think 12 15 like that is not me like yeah. that is not I no, like am somebody who like if there's not anything going on like I'm sitting in bed at eight o'clock and I'll like relax for 30 for 30 minutes to an hour I'll watch tv like mm -hmm. answer emails but I'm like the lights are off. I'm like trying to calm my body. And like, maybe I'm even sleeping by 10. But like, the point is I have like this intentional time to, I don't know, like get all the energy out. And yeah, we literally, I think, put the kids to bed at, oh, I can't even admit this on camera. So let's just say late. And then we didn't go to sleep until like 1215. And even at 1215, the movie that we were watching is was still on. And we were like half listening. Like that's, and then you have to get up early. Like that's not sustainable. Yeah, no, I'm like 10, 10 30 at the latest. Yeah, we need to, we need. Okay, so can someone help me have this conversation with the three other people who are in my house? I mean, I think it's funny for you because you guys, I used to text her. If I knew if I texted her after 8.30, it was unlikely she was going to respond. She may, but you could, you almost could guess like she wasn't going to be super pleased about the response, you know, depending on what it was. But then I knew I could text her starting at 6 a.m. because I knew she was up and most of the to school. 4.30 a.m. Yeah, you yeah. could text me then. And I'd be like, oh, I'm picking out my clothes. Like totally. Yes. Right. 
So you do you, but if you are someone that maybe is struggling now that like maybe you're back in routines or whatever, if you're someone who like is figuring out your morning routine, figure out how, like maybe do like a week where you like hit the snooze several times. How do those mornings feel versus the ones where you get directly up? Maybe you're someone that knows you don't like working out in the morning, but you feel better. Like I strongly am a big advocate for like really self-reflecting on how your day starts and how it makes the rest of your day feel. Because sometimes we in the moment react, but it doesn't necessarily set us up for success. So I, I like this challenge. I like kind of the audit before you make a decision. I think that that's typically where I find failure in my own choices is making this like random decision that like, I haven't done an audit of how that's going to feel long-term. Um, but also if you guys could let me know how then you stick to whatever you decide by having healthy, appropriate conversations with the people in your life. Uh, I would love some coaching in that. Yeah. Anyway. So as I figure out my new bedtime, Maybe we should get into some conversation this morning because we probably shouldn't be talking about going to sleep since everybody's like getting up for their day. That's true. We hope you're, we hope you're out of bed, guys. Right. And if not, that's okay. Just you're awake. Check one. Step Check one. one. You're Check awake. Whatever. Teacher talk. Let's go. Team talk. Team talk. She doesn't even know the segment's about she's asleep. Oh my God. continuing with us for the teach better today morning show if any of you were curious yes katie is wearing a very similar shirt as she was in that last commercial but it is different it's probably a different it is um, right yeah yeah i know it's like that cottony thing so yes this is the teach better green that i started to buy i guess i don't know why just everything i lean now is towards green Um, we are getting into a conversation that I find to be very intimidating. So Katie, where are you taking us today? Because this kind of gives me some nervous, like in my belly. I'm like, I have butterflies. (laughs) Well, so whether you have been in school for a couple weeks, maybe you're starting school, maybe it's just been a free few days, whatever. We know it's still like early days, right? In a school year. But that idea of how to get to know people, and I think there's a lot of things you can look up. There's a lot of things you can Google and see on Instagram, but I, okay, I'm not talking about the like student survey of like, what's your favorite snack and what's your favorite. And I really wanted to discuss this because it came up in another meeting we were in. People were talking about like, how do you get to know people beyond the surface level, right? Like, we don't necessarily need to know your favorite color or your birthday. Those are great for other reasons, but like, how do you get to know what someone is passionate about and what they, what excites them? And I think we're so good at leaning on getting to know the students in our classrooms. I think people, I would hope a lot of people have figured some piece of that out, 
one thing I do like strongly recommend is can you like get beyond what you see in the classroom, get beyond the surface level. So can you do a personality test and can you like see what maybe, um, what's that one where it's like, I'm a eight STEM. Yeah. The, the Enneagram. Yes. You could do that. Um, our, the, the teachers I worked with, we like to do a personality test that was based on colors. And then we would have the students stand in front of a poster that was their color and so we would take all these pictures and then display them. And it was always so fun because like orange was like typically the more outgoing, upbeat student. And so like we would see like, oh, all of our kids are orange this year. This is going to be a fun year. You know, like it was just like anything you can kind of get beyond what a student would naturally give you, um, I think is super important, but then do it ongoing. So mm -hmm. I like to put on... Um, you could do it on like the bottom of an assessment or sometimes I would just put it by my door, but it was like, what is one thing your teacher should know about you? And I loved that question because a student would share something that isn't, isn't something you're necessarily going to think to ask. And so you might get some silly answers of like, I love to ride my bike or I have a new baby sister or whatever, but you also might get students to share things that they aren't comfortable sharing on a typical questionnaire you know, maybe there's something going on at their house or maybe they've recently moved or maybe they're really shy, but I just felt like, I don't know. I just think you have to kind of go beyond what those typical student surveys are and really get to know your students beyond what you just, what they're willing to share, because that's, what's going to drive your classroom and create that like family unit in your room. Yeah. What I like about the personality tests or the color tests, these are all things that are going to help you make not only under an understanding now, but an understanding of how they could react in the future. Will you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So it's, it's not just how are they like them as a person, right? Like, Oh, I have a baseball player in my classroom or I have someone who likes to read, but it's also how are they going to function with the other students in the classroom or how are they going to react when maybe they're corrected or are they someone that doesn't take criticism? Well, are they someone that prefers words of affirmation there's so many things that you can kind of take from those surveys, not the typical ones, but like the personality tests and some of those other things that help you be intentional. And I, and I want to point out that this doesn't have to stop in the walls of your classroom. School leaders have your staff take it because yeah, don't you remember, this was something we've talked about on a previous show. I don't think it was the teach better today morning show, but on previous shows we've talked about having leaders do this with their teachers yes. so that you can give them, you can refuel your teachers as quickly as possible. Like if you know they love words of affirmation or you know that a teacher responds really well to like a note in their mailbox, why wouldn't you then use that medium to mm -hmm. celebrate them? Or if you know a teacher really like appreciates gifts, like it takes two seconds to leave a Jolly Rancher in their mailbox and mm -hmm. like, have them know that they're appreciated. And it's such a big value as a leader to know how to be the most efficient and effective in building up your staff. And not just the positive things. It could also be if you're building committees or you're looking for people to complete tasks. I mean, that's, we know that in our classrooms, right? We know, I feel like it always took me a really long time, but you have students who love to organize. And so leaning on the, those strengths to do things and to delegate also frees you up 
but it frees you up in a way that isn't a burden to other people. You know, I knew that there were a few students in my study hall who their brain break was something organization. So it was like, Hey, I noticed you're struggling to focus. Do you want to go like reorganize the, the classroom library? Cause it's a mess right now. Or right. another student who might have a creative side and you're like, I need this anchor chart. I need some like flair to this anchor chart. Can you add a little bit of flair? Anything you can do that pulls on people's strengths so that they feel that they're being like what they're excited about gets tapped into, I think is so valuable. You know, um, as many of you are aware, we've had some, we've had a roller coaster over the year with the Teach Better team. If you aren't aware, just in short, we were involved in like this whole check scandal. We had all this money that was stolen from us. And it really caused us to unfortunately make a lot of decisions with our internal staff that we never saw coming and we really struggled making. We had to let go of a lot of people that are just like wholeheartedly and will forever be family. And we hope when we're in a different space to like welcome them back with open arms and mm -hmm. continue just like this incredible community we're building, but also the internal team. And I will say whether we're our full team, like we used to be, or a little bit of a, a more streamlined small team that we are now, I think a big component of the leadership we choose to have internally is what you're talking about, Katie, where we're looking at people's strengths and not really asking people I wouldn't say like to go outside of their comfort zone. We do push people out of that. So that's a, yeah. outside of their comfort zone. It's more like asking them to operate outside of their comfort zone within their wheelhouse. So yes. like you are so strong in, first off, you're really great on live streams and on camera. So we like really encourage you to do that. Uh, everybody loves seeing Katie's, you know, beautiful smile and you speak very practically. Our audience responds really well to your passion for not like talking about fluff, but really trying to get some practical and tactical strategies out to people. And you're also a real nerd about organizing. So there's just things knowing those components about you that in any meeting, it doesn't even matter the topic, people have an understanding internally in our leadership to choose to lean on you or choose to lean on somebody else. For those of you who have engaged with Brad Hughes, like Brad Hughes is an all-star, an absolute all-star in anything creative and personality and like, um, like personality driven. So like yes. he, again, great on camera. He's so comical. He's lighthearted. He adds so much character to so many different experiences. He also has a background in not only administration, but also like creative and art design so there's just so many things we lean on for him. Josh is similar. He has so much creativity. He has his admin lens, um, but he also has so much knowledge in coding and video and audio skills. So I just think that there's, it's interesting as we look at different topics, like who you choose to lean on so that they can be pushed out of their comfort zone to do the work, but it's within their wheelhouse of where they already find success. So and they- yeah, absolutely. I, th I think it's also can go if you work with a team of teachers, you know, if there's a, a group that you collaborate with, or maybe you have like a third grade team or whatever, yeah. take the time to really get to know who you're working with, because it's going to impact everything you do. Because assigning someone on the team to take notes might be the worst task ever for them. But I would be awful at it. Right. <laughs> that would be the like, worst thing to assign. 
Yes. But knowing that ahead of time, then it's like, okay, like Ray doesn't enjoy taking notes, but maybe Brad, that's his thing. Like he loves, I feel like Josh is really good at, he's like very good at taking notes and listening. Yeah. Or like, you're really great at taking notes, keeping a running organized agenda, but I feel like I'm good at facilitating conversation and knowing when to move on. So you take notes, let me facilitate. Like, right, like you know, hold on people's strengths so that you actually can function better. But mm-hmm. then also when it comes to delegating tasks, I'm a firm believer in find tasks that people actually don't mind doing. Yeah. Because if you ask someone to cut out 30 letters for something and they absolutely hate doing arts and crafts, that is going to be a burden and something that they complain about and they're negative about the whole time. Find someone who's like, oh yeah, I'll sit in front of, you know, Netflix and cut a bunch of stuff out. Like no problem. So oh, yeah, I'm just, I'm like still thinking on our team, like Chad is like never somebody you're going to go to for like an art and design, yeah. but absolutely someone you can go to, to lay out like logistical yeah. procedures. Carrie edits every single piece of content on teachbetter.com, mm-hmm. which would be the death of me, like looking at grammar and spelling, yeah. like of literally Amanda's role is to send out those amazing postcards that we love. If you're in our community on our email list, if you're active in our community, we typically throughout your like involvement, ask for your birthday. And we love sending you a birthday card. And Amanda like loves the, the freedom she has to like doodle and send out these cute little postcards to but people I, like that's a skill set. The thing is like, that's perfect for her skill set. But Amanda's role is very much like she doesn't necessarily have to go to every meeting. She doesn't, you know, she likes that she can kind of run independently. Mm -hmm. So I guess the big takeaway is whether you are a school leader, a team leader, just a classroom teacher, like it doesn't matter what role you have, find a way to get to know the people that you're working with so that you can mesh better and be more successful on the tasks that need to be done. And just take that extra, take the extra step to find those personality tests, those color tests, whatever, to get to know people beyond what you see and beyond the surface. So valuable. If any of you are looking for links on those little assessments you can give students or your colleagues, uh, just direct message, Kate, right? We'll find them for you. Um, I always felt like the color test is great for students because it's a little shorter. The Enneagram test is a little longer. I really would recommend that for for staff. So different things to look at. We're excited to hear how that goes for you. Thanks for participating in the comments. And we're excited to see you on the next show of Teach Better Today. Don't forget to start your morning with us every single morning at 7 a.m. Eastern. We'll see you next time. Hey, Teach Better community. Thank you so much for joining the Teach Better Today morning show every single weekday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have so many resources for you outside of this live stream at teachbetter.com, including blogs, podcasts, and professional development that will bring our team to your school. Wherever you are listening from this morning, please make sure you are sharing and celebrating the incredible educators in this world. And hey, if you are listening over on a podcast to Teach Better Talk, we would love a five-star review. (laughs) The comments are always so entertaining. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow.